Thanks for checking out the Bridge Podcast. It's not a mistake you found us. We pray God speaks to you today. Check us out Sundays at 10.30 a.m. For more information, go to sfbridge.org. Come on, let's give God some praise this morning. Come on, come on. And, uh, hey, uh, like Pastor Derek said, if you are a guest with us this morning, I just want to say welcome. And, uh, man, I, if we could bring up the lights, I just want to see uh, your guys' face, or, or most of them. And so, hey, it's just awesome. So, isn't it good to be here this morning? All right? I'm just excited. So... Hey, uh, if you haven't seen Tim Hawkins before, he has a bunch of stuff on marriage that will get you in trouble with your spouse. It's really good, and so highly recommend it. And uh, I'm excited for this new series, man. So I, I just want your permission before I dive into this, that you're okay with me being completely and 100% real with you during this message. By round of applause, are you okay with that? If you're not applauding, you're in the minority, I'm sorry. So, uh, good luck. <laughs> Um, I want to say this too, just a couple of things that, man, God has really been doing and uh, uh, our team, you know, we have new people coming in on our team all the time. We've got, uh, you know, Ted and Lisa have been here helping with our worship team and, and I just want to thank them and thank, we've got new people being trained in, in our kids ministry today and as we've just shared with you kind of our need that we have, many people have stepped up. In fact, we've got a great youth leadership team now on Wednesday nights. I don't know how many people you have coming, but um, it's just cool to see people really taking ownership and jumping in there because it's not about Pastor Derek and I, it's about us doing ministry and doing life together. And so can we just give God thanks for all the people that have said, yeah, I want to help. I want to do something. So very, very, very cool. All right, so I want to jump in, but round of applause. How many of you are married? Okay. Okay. So I'm going to focus on you guys today and next week. But real quick, if you're single, would you just raise your hand? If you're like really high, leave it up, leave it up. I want all of you guys, start scanning the room, people. I mean, (laughs) hey, start scanning the room. You never know, all right? I'm here to help, all right? Okay, you're welcome. We'll do premarital in six months. All right, so if you're not married, I don't want you to tune me out. Oh, the pastor's doing another series on marriage. Okay, I try to do one once a year because one of our passions as a church is for the parents, for the family unit. And right now, it is a counterculture message that we are going to drive home in the next two weeks. If you're good with that, say yeah. Okay, and so we want, if you're not, oh well. Alright, and so what we want to do is bring a biblical basis for marriage and what it means and hopefully just give you some stuff that would encourage yours. Alright, wherever you're at, we're all at different places in our marriage journey. So what I want to do is kind of want to go back to some scripture and start here. And this is in the book of Genesis, chapter 2, first book of the Bible, verses 20 through, 22 through 24. It says this, Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib. Now, real quick, before I go on. Ladies, just so you know, this rib that was taken from man was known as the mind-reading rib. We no longer have it. Okay? <laughs> Moving on. He had taken out of the man and he brought her to the man. The man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called... For she was taken out of... Okay? This is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife and they become one flesh. Now, I don't know, maybe you've heard the scripture before, maybe you haven't. For me, I have heard this scripture countless times, over and over. I've memorized it, I know it, I've learned it, I love Genesis 1 and 2 about the creation story. But one part of this verse that I never realized is one word that is of utmost importance in here. In fact, I didn't learn this literally until two weeks ago, putting this series and this message together. 
One of the things is this word right here, okay, it says united, okay, towards the end. Leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife and they become one flesh. What I think, and the problem is with our English language, we can't get the idea that the, you know, the person writing in Hebrew had. The idea here is not just a one-time united, not just a, okay, peace out, like my daughter's getting married in October and I'm scared to death and excited all at the same time, okay? Yeah, thank you. I'm, I love it. Thank you. Thank you. And so, I, that's, I'm just going to receive that because that's like prayer for me right now. <laughs> and I go, man, she's going to be united to this man. I'm no longer her covering. He is. It's on him now to take care of her, to lead her, to be the spiritual head of that house. And for me, I'm going, man, oh my gosh, help me Lord. And what does this mean? Well, this word united is so cool because there's, there's a word in the Hebrew called debak which uh, you can get debauchery from, you can get different, different words, but debauch right here, it actually means to cling on to, to adhere, to hold on to, and it actually, not only that, but then it means to pursue, okay? Literally pursue har- hard, even follow close behind you, which is where we get our idea of a stalker from, okay? So don't, you know, that's, that's like a whole other thing. Uh, don't do that. But following close behind, like I'm pursuing you, I'm going after you, I'm in love with you, I just... I just want you so bad. It's going to get uncomfortable. I'm just preparing you slowly. My prayer today, though, is this. That you would see hope for your marriage, first of all. I don't care if you have the greatest marriage on earth, or if you think you've got the worst one, you're going, I don't even know where I'm at in my marriage right now. I want you to know that there's hope for you to take that to the next level, okay? And if you're not married today, I want you to know that the principles I'm going to share go for every single relationship that you will ever have, and so you can utilize them outside of the marriage context. But all my stories, my illustrations are going to be focused on mommy and daddy today, on the marriage, because that's super important. You fix marriages, you fix so much in our world today. Amen? Amen? Alright, so how, how many of you, just, just by, by curiosity, have, have ever made a fool of yourself for the one you love? You ever made a fool? Has it been a while? Okay. I remember one of my first times making a fool of, of Heather. And I got a picture here. This is actually us. Uh, this is Heather and I. We were 17 in this picture. And uh, this was our senior prom picture. Okay. It's one of my wife's favorite picture, uh, favorite pictures. And, and this was just an awesome time. Well, during this season of my life, I worked as a camp counselor four hours north from here at a place called Many Point Boy Scout Camp. And I worked my whole summers there and we come up with this idea I have two tent mates and and uh, they were awesome awesome their, their names were uh, Ned and Pugsley anyway um, we we decided to do this thing and I had this great idea I'm like I want to go visit my girlfriend I love her so much I just I want to pursue her I want to be united with her and and I'm like we got to do something and so my buddy Ned just got his license so here he is with his brand new car it was a 1976 Chevette if you know what that is, if you don't, okay, you could literally pick up that car and carry it wherever you want it, all right? And so we get into his little hatchback Chevette, and we're like crunched in there, and we decide to do a four, not four, but a four-hour road trip there, and a four-hour road trip back, because we were on call 24-7, so our camp director goes to bed, and I'm like, come on guys, let's go, let's go, 
And so we get in the Chevette, and, and I think we actually rolled it out of the parking lot because it was not the quietest car, you know? And so we go all the way. Heather lived in Andover. She grew up in the same house all her life, okay? I, we have very different stories. And, and I get there at like, I don't know, it was like 2 or 3 in the morning. We finally arrive. And I go up to her window at her house. And I'm so excited. But I got like, I got nervous because I'm with my, my guy friends. I'm like, what do I do? This is weird and awkward. Her parents don't know I'm here. Actually, I, I think they're watching online and I know you guys haven't heard this story yet, but I love you. And, and so I'm like, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. And, and I got scared. So like, I left. <laughs> I'm like, we went back to the camp and then I told Heather, I let her, I said, I just want you to know how much I love you. We came down and, and I wanted to visit you. I was right outside your window, you know, at, at night. And she's like, that was you? Like, I heard something outside. And, and I said, I chickened out though. I wanted, and she was like so mad at me that I wouldn't come in. And, and you know, she's like, you drove four hours. You couldn't even say, I, I was a fool, man. I was just a fool in love. I loved her. I wanted to spend my life with her, you know? And guess what? I still am. 21 years of marriage, baby. And she's mine. That's right. Now, you know how many kids we have? We have five kids. Five kids, ages 19 through 11, one girl getting married, and four boys. And yes, before you say, uh, Pastor Chris, do you know what causes that? Having five kids? We do, and we're not willing to give it up. (laughs) Come on, one person? All right, we're just focused on sex the next two weeks. That's it. How many grew up in a church that didn't talk about sex? Isn't that weird? None of us would be here if it wasn't for it. I'm sorry, okay? It's just what it is, all right? So, but, but then what happens? You, you pursue, you got these crazy dating relationships, and you're just, in, you're just in love, and it's just this magical moment, and ah, everything's just glorious, and then, and then all of a sudden reality just smacks you in the face. I mean, maybe just us. Maybe that never happened to any of you. I mean, 21 years of marriage, and I tell you what, we have had seven glorious years of marriage. <laughs> All of a sudden you wake up, the passion's not quite there like it used to be. You're, you got hair growing out of things you didn't even know you had. You, you're like, that's who I married? You know, that, that little creature from, you know, Lord of the Rings? Like, you know, I, 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 we're Beauty and Beast, you can put that together. And, and you stop being a fool. You stop pursuing. You stop being united because you got comfortable. You're like, we're, we're okay. You say, hey, we're, we're just going to coast. We're going to be okay. Now let me ask you this. You know, that might be marriage, but if we're honest, it has happened to every marriage and every relationship. I'm not going to ask you to say yeah, because if you didn't, you'd be lying. Because sometime along the way in your marriage, in your relationship, you stop pursuing each other. It's happened. It's happened to every single one of us that's been married. Okay? You stopped and started coaching, coasting. You got lazy. And let's just ask a real question for a second. Is there any area in our life that we can be consistently lazy in and see improvement? There's not one. Okay? There's not one. I, maybe, it's, maybe it's your yard. You know, if you just let your yard go, your neighbors are going to call the city. You live in St. Francis. It's going to happen. All right. Or maybe it's your finances. Maybe you're just like, I don't care what happens. I'm just going to live paycheck to paycheck. God has a plan for you with that. Or maybe it's like, you know what, my diet. Okay? Preaching the choir. All right? We got to work on that. If I just let it go, it's going to go. Same with marriage. All right? When we stop being united, when we stop pursuing, we start to take our spouse for granted. 
And I know Heather and I have been in that before. We've both taken each other for granted from time to time. Not intentionally. In fact, I think at some point you start looking on the other side of the fence and you see the marriage over there and you're like, that marriage looks so good. Why can't, why can't I have what they have? But we don't know everything that happens in their marriage. We don't know what's going on. And I'll even hear people take it to the next level. In fact, I've counseled people with this where some of them say, you know what? We, don't, we no longer have that spark. We're no longer united. We're no, we no longer have that pursuit. So we're, we're, we're thinking about just calling it quits. We're, we're going to give up. And can I just tell you, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And here's why. Because that's like having a car, your Chevette, going four hours. And your Chevette runs out of gas halfway. And you're going, well, I guess i got to sell my car because it's out of gas. It's the exact same thing. Don't you dare sell your car. You pursue her. You pursue him. Are you with me? Say yeah. Yeah. All right. We're going to get real today. Is that good? There's a story in the Bible I love. And it's Jacob. And if you know this story, Jacob falls in love with this just gorgeous, beautiful woman. And her name was Rachel. And and he's like, oh, she... Basically, in the Hebrew, he's basically calling her like a hottie with a body. Literally, that's what it means in the Hebrew. Not even joking. It doesn't even talk about her personality. All he talks about is her eyes and her lovely figure. That's it. Okay? Yes, welcome to the Bible. Read it. It's funny. And so she's like, he's like looking at her and she's like, Laban, my father-in-law-to-be, I want Rachel. What do I thou needest to do. You know, and he didn't talk like that, but he's talking in Hebrew. And Laban says, you have to work for me for seven years and then she is all yours. And actually in the scripture, you know what it says that seven years was like? But a day for him. I mean, this dude's in love. You know, it's just like, I just want her and I need her and I'll do anything I can. So seven years happens and comes up and he goes to Laban and he says, Laban, I've put in my seven years. Give me Rachel. Give me my wife. I've, I've done what you asked father-in-law to be. And he goes, actually, in our culture, we have a custom that you actually have to marry the oldest daughter first. Oh, snap. And, and Jacob's like, what do I have to do, Laban? What do I have to do? And he goes, I'll tell you what. Now, some of you maybe heard the story. He worked another seven years and then got his wife. Well, there was another sister. Her name was Leah. And and Leah, it said, literally in the Bible, it said Leah had weak eyes, and it said Rachel had lovely eyes. Literally, that what that meant in the Hebrew, okay, bringing it into our world, is that Rachel was hot, and Leah was a dog. That's literally what it's saying, okay? Literally. I, well, that's in the Bible? Yes, it is! Don't read it, okay? And so he goes, I'll take her. I will do this. And at that seven-year mark, he received his wife, the one he wanted. He also got Leah as well. And then he worked another seven years to finish his commitment. But he never stopped pursuing. He never stopped wanting to be united. Could you imagine that? Is your spouse worth it? Come on, guys or gals. Your father-in-law says, you know what? You've got to work seven years for her or him. Would you do it? And then he goes, you know what? I'll give her to her now, but you've got to work another seven years. Are you willing to put in the time and to pursue him or her like that? I love that in the Bible. So here's what I want to do this morning. Because I think sometimes we get so relaxed in marriage. And we've gone through a lot of different weird things in the last couple of years in life. And so what I want to give you this morning is just real, real, real practical. Real simple. This might Don't, don't dare say, Pastor Chris, the message wasn't deep enough. Because if you do the practical things, you'll see the deeper things. Amen? Amen. Three practical things. Here you go. And and what I want to say before I jump in, and I've talked about this the last few weeks in our last series, God will not use your intentions. He will use your actions. The same is with your spouse. When you think of these three points that I'm about to share with you, 
you need to realize it's not just a good idea, it's something that I'm asking you to do in your marriage relationship. Okay? Again, if you're single, I don't know where you're at, what you're going through, you might be in a difficult relational time right now. If you are, take these with any relationship. Alright? Everybody said number one. Here we go. When you think something good, say it! Is that like the most simplest point I've ever given you? Come on. If you think something good, say it. Just say it. It's one of my favorite verses. I shared it last week. Hebrews 3.13. But encourage each other while it's called today so that your hearts are not hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We're called to lift each other up. Especially in marriage. Okay? How often do we do this? Every single time. Well, I thought I probably shouldn't today. No, every time. Every single time. In your marriage, if you have kids, to your kids. If you have friends, to your friends, to your co-workers, to your pastors. Come on. Alright. If, if you don't share it, you are literally robbing them of a blessing. Okay? You don't share it, you're robbing them of a blessing. Last week, after church, I was talking with a couple... And they were telling me while I was on my medical leave here a couple months ago. I said, man, Pastor Derek stepped in and just preached his guts out and did a great job. Didn't he do a great job? Come on, man. Didn't he do a great job? And they're like, he's only 26. 25, 26? Oh, he's young. 26? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh my gosh, the wisdom that he brought forth. And, I'll, and they just started like, like gushing Derek on me. And I'm sitting there going... What, you just want him to like, you know, preach instead? Like I was, you know. But I celebrated and I said, you need to tell him that. And they're like, we did. And I said, then text it to him. Tell him it again. I can't tell you how many times people in the church come up to me and tell me something great about somebody else. And I like just, come on, we're going to go over to them. I don't know why we're scared. Tell them, you know. Like, I love hearing the winds, but I tell you what, it builds up when somebody tells you something about you. It encourages us. Okay, text it, write it, share it, do whatever you want. We want good marriages, and to do that, to have a different marriage than you have, you have to start building each other up. Guys and gals are a little different in this area of life. In fact, they're a lot different. Guys, let me pick on us just for a moment. We have one gear. We make anything sexual. We do! You know? Heather will be like, will you answer my phone, honey? And I'll be like, I'll answer your phone, honey. You know? Like... Or she'll be like, will you pull the car into the garage? I'll pull my car into the garage. Every, come on guys, come on. We're speaking truth right now, alright? Gals, you are so different than us. You have different gears, but you have one consistent one, and that's unpredictability. I'll give you a great example. You know, one day I could say to my wife, I want to pull my car into your garage. And she's like, oh, wow, that's awesome. Like, let's, let's, you know, you, you, use your, whatever. And, and she thinks I'm funny and I'm cute and I'm just like, I'm her hero. And literally, the moon phase won't have changed. Nothing else will have changed. No variable would have, would have been adjusted at all. Nothing, nothing has changed. And I will say the very same thing. And she goes, you are a jerk and a pervert. (laughs) And I'm like, well, I didn't do that. But guys, guys, come on. How many of us know we will always take that gamble every single time? (laughs) Half of you will. All right, I'm going to talk to the rest of you. Okay? 
you know, Heather and I have this thing in our bathroom, and, and I want to talk about it. it. sounds weird. It's in our bathroom. But we have this framed picture she gave me a long time ago, and it says, I love you because, and it's a picture of our wedding. And we got married in Ramsey. We, we had pictures at the golf course down in that area, and it's a picture of her and I walking hand in hand. I'm on this side. She's on that side. And we're walking this way with our faces. You know, we can't see our faces. And she writes on here all the time, I love you because, and, and literally, not to gross you out, but it's literally when you are sitting on the porcelain, it's the only thing you see. And so, us guys, that's like the best area we think. And so, to be able to focus on that constantly and consistently about I love you because, and just read what my wife writes up there, I love it. She'll, she'll put in different things, and you don't get to hear any of the things she writes. But sometimes they're, they're very just between, between us. Other times they're great things. And, and sometimes it'll be a week or two before she writes something new. And I'm just like, I just can't wait. I'm like a giddy little kid when she writes something new on there. That's how we say it. We think it. If you think it, say it. Write it down. Write it down. You know, one of the other things that she does, and she's just a hero. She's, she's hanging in the pre-K this morning, and, and uh, I wish she could be in here for this, but you'll have to talk to her later, and she'll be like, what did he talk about? That always happens on Marriage Series. After Sunday, after I share a message with you, a lot of times somebody will say, great message, or this, or you know, sometimes somebody will have a theological, want to have a theological discussion, I just say, i got to go. And, uh, <laughs> and she'll text me after church. She's the first one to text me after my message. And she will literally give me like 10 points that she really liked in the message. And i got to tell you what, I don't care what anybody else says except her. Now, I, no, don't get me wrong, we get our affirmation from God. But can I tell you what that does to me as a man? When I get in my car, before I leave this parking lot, you know what the first thing I do on my phone is before I leave? I look at what my wife texts me. Yeah, and there's times she's got constructive feedback, you know? But what I like to focus on is the positive things that she spoke. She thought it, she said it. Gals, maybe, maybe your husband is not the spiritual leader that you want. Let's be real. But I'm asking you to start somewhere. Celebrate anything he does. Even if your guy is like, your man says, hey, I want you guys to go to church, or, or I want to pray for this meal, or even if it's a Thanksgiving dinner once a year. And if he does that, here's what I want you to do, gals. I want you to take your husband aside, who you want to be the spiritual leader, and I want you to start speaking life in him. You take him aside, and you go, honey, when you asked us to go to church, I was never turned on more in my life. <laughs> And you just whisper in his ear and you said, that is the sexiest thing I've ever heard you say. And then just stick your tongue in his ear and you're golden, alright? So, come on, you gotta lighten up this morning, alright? Everybody say number two. Whenever you have a creative, special, or good idea, do it. Whenever you have a special, creative, or good idea, do it. Whenever you have something good to say, whenever you want to do something good, do it. Real simple. These are real, like, you know, doesn't take a rocket science to figure this out. James 4, 17. I'm going to use a verse out of context for you this morning. So don't send me a theological debate later. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. Now James is talking about stumbling blocks, but I can guarantee you if you don't start doing the good that God has put on you to do in your marriage, it will become a stumbling block. Yes. Start doing it. Don't be afraid. Take the risk, man. It is worth the gamble every single time. Whether it's you get this crazy idea to come home early from work and surprise your spouse, do it. Or maybe it's to pause Netflix and Xbox and to do the dishes. You're welcome. Or maybe it's make dinner. You all of a sudden, you know, I want to do this for my spouse. Just, if you think it, do it. Do it. You know, I had this crazy idea. 
this was about five years ago. And, and I had this idea. I'll tell you when to put this up, Levi. Um, and, and I woke up, and I, I had this crazy idea to wake my wife up really, really early in the morning. It was three in the morning. And so I, I come to Heather in, in bed, and, and I lock the door, and I turn on the light. And she's next to me in bed, and she's like, you know, uh, and, and I turn on the light, and I look at her, and I say, hey, hey, honey. And her first words were, not now, it's too early. But then we, we kept... <laughs> okay, that's funny. I'm just saying. <laughs> and, and she goes, what? And, and I said, no, not that. I said, I want to talk to you about something. She goes, what? And I, I bought her this little keychain from Walmart. It was in the, like a pink sandal. It's still on her luggage tag. And I gave it to her with a luggage tag, you know, address and all that. I said, what's this for? I said, you have one hour. I'm taking you on the cruise we did on our honeymoon. Paid for it all. Had it all ready to go. Had babysitters lined up. Had every, you know, food ready to go for the week. Had health insurance stuff ready to go for the kids if something happened. Like, planned it all. Dude, I was a freaking hero, Okay. <laughs> Go ahead and put the picture up. Okay, this was the we, this was our first day. She still she was in disbelief. She in this day is still in disbelief that I would do this. And so we get down there. We had the time of our life because she didn't have to worry about a thing. It was like super vacation for her. If you think about doing something good, just do it. And one one just precaution: if it is a vacation thing, let me just talk to you guys about clothes for your wife. Don't pick it out for her. So what I did, genius. This is why I'm I'm just superhero. Is because I decided to talk to her sister. They're the same size and I and she's like a fashionista kind of person. I said, put together clothes, put it in a you know suitcase, and she's got one hour to go through whatever she wants. And she dude, I'll tell you what, man, that was a glorious vacation. She, she oh, it was just awesome and all you could do. So don't be afraid of doing it. If you think of something good, do it. Okay? But Pastor Chris, we're in a different stage of life than you're in. Shut up. <laughs> Stop making excuses. If you make an excuse for every time, oh Pastor Chris, my kids cry. Let them for a little bit. They'll be okay. Yeah. Okay? Well, Pastor Chris, they've been crying for 30 seconds. I can't handle it. Okay, I'm gonna give you some real advice right now. Okay? Listen to me. Those of you with young kids, okay? This is what you do. You turn on for 30 minutes, paw patrol, and you can go patrol her paw. Yeah, there you go. Alright, so <laughs> Everybody say number three. You okay? We good? You gave me permission to be real, alright? Number three, you be the change. If you think something good, say it. Okay, if you think something good to say, say it. If you think something creative to do, and then you be the real simple. Be the change. Be the change. If you want something different, it starts with you. Okay? Now, if I got up here and I told you, my marriage is perfect and Heather's perfect, and there's nothing I would change about her, I would be completely lying to you. There are things I see in her where I'm like, I, 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 man, I don't know if I like that about you. But for every one of those things I see in her, there's probably ten in me that need to change. It starts with you being the change. John 15 verse 3. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. Now that verse is in reference to Jesus. 
The only reason we have marriage is because Jesus said it's a good thing. You know, God in the Old Testament he hates divorce and he wants us. Now, I granted, there are divorces and there's reasons and, and God still loves us and meets us where we're at and he walks through us with any of those things. Please know that. Okay? I don't know what you're walking through, but he's there in it right now no matter where you're at. And so this morning, if you're feeling guilty at all about something, it's not from God. That's from the other party. And just know that God is here as a gentleman to give you grace and to give you hope and to give you an idea that can actually bless you in the relationships you have from this moment forward if you'll take these small steps into consideration. Jesus laid down his life for you and I. So the simplest thing I can do is lay down my life for my wife. Okay? It's simple, but it's what God asked me to do. You know, I, I jokingly say this is what Jesus did, and you know why? You know why Jesus didn't sin? Why he was perfect? You know, because well, he was both God and man. I jokingly say it's because he wasn't married and had no kids. That's why he didn't sin, alright? <laughs> Stop pointing to the other person in your marriage that's the problem. Stop pointing, okay? Stop complaining about what your spouse is not and celebrate who they are. Don't com- and when I say stop complaining about what your spouse is not, even mentally, when you're having those mental times where you're like, oh, I just, I wish he or she would do this in the bedroom. I wish he or she would love me like this. I wish he or she would support me like this. I wish, and you have those little mental vacations, and I can just tell you, as a guy, I've gone down those. They don't go anywhere good. They don't. Been in a heap of trouble and a mess. But when I lay my life on the line and I go, I'm going to celebrate and I'm going to speak life into my spouse. Can I just tell you the whole atmosphere changes? The whole spiritual atmosphere in our house changes? So let me just give you a couple action steps here in, in our last minute. So if you have a pen, I want you to write these down. If you have a phone you take notes with, if you don't take notes, take notes on these, okay? I want to talk about two things. And really want to focus on the guys first. Guys, when Heather and I started the Bridge Church ten and a half years ago, one of our biggest desires were to see men lead spiritually. It still is one of ours. We see it. But I'm asking you guys to get off your butt and be the spiritual leader that God has called you to be of your household. Okay? God has put that on you. He's put that on you. And if you're going, I I don't even know where I'm at yet. Just start somewhere. Maybe it's pursuing her the way you did 20 years ago. Maybe it's buying her flowers. Maybe it's going, hey, can I I pray for this meal tonight? I've never prayed before. Maybe it's, it's just starting somewhere. Gals, if you don't like what you've been getting from your husband, then change what you're giving. Okay? Now, I'm not talking... Sexual. In fact, guys, when it comes to that, we need to speak affirmation into our spouse. And guys, look at me right now, real quick. Every male's eyes on me right now, if you will. Every guy up here, right now. Listen, speak affection to her. But listen, I, this is going to take me like seven times to get through to you. Non-sexual affection. Guys, one more time, okay? Affection that doesn't lead to something else. Words of affirmation that aren't, you know, somewhere. Non-sexual affection. We're in that gear, I get it. But I can tell you, when your spouse receives that, it changes. What are we giving each other? Because you will reap what you sow in your marriage. You will get out of your marriage what you as a spouse put into it, not what you wish your spouse would put into it. 
Stop waiting for them to change. You be the change. Now, if you're divorced, if you're going through a relationship that's really difficult right now, if your marriage is hurting, I want you to know there's hope. You can still be kind to each other. You can still pray for each other. You can still lift each other up during that time. You can be a blessing to each other. And so my challenge to you, your action step is this. To lift them up. To pray for them. Take action. And the last action step I want to do is just if you can put our phone number up. And that's this. Every Sunday, I want to give you opportunity to say yes to a relationship with Jesus. Jesus came. And this is that verse we just shared. Greater love has no one than this. To lay down one's life for one's friends. Jesus did that for us while we were still messed up or still screwing off and making mistakes. He goes, you know what? I love them enough to do that. If Jesus did that for you and I, why would I not want to do that for my spouse? Why would I not want to do that, not even for my spouse, but for my kids, for my friends, to lay it down as He did? But nobody will lay it down better than Jesus. He lays it down for you and I. And so that's our church number. If you want to give your life to Christ, all we just ask, you don't even have to tell us your name, just say yes. We just want to pray with you. Alright? So, number one, if you think something good, okay? If you think of something creative or good to do, we're going to... And then we're going to make our spouse not be the... We're going to be the... God, I just thank you for today. I thank you, Lord, that we can be real. I thank you, God... For my wife, I thank you for Heather. Lord, I'm a better man because of my better two-thirds who I'm married to. I thank you for everything she is. And I thank you, Lord, even for everything she's not. Because you're made perfect in her weakness just as you are in mine. Lord, we're not a perfect couple. Lord, we have fights. And I pray that people here right now, whether they're online or here, would see that we are just a normal couple that has these things every single day. And yet we choose to pursue each other in our words, in our actions, in laying down our lives. And I just pray that you would challenge every single person that can hear this message today so that their marriage might just take one step further today. Whether it's a great marriage, whether it's just a... A struggling marriage, whether somebody here is going through a divorce situation, a relational issue, God, would you meet us where we need to be met to take that next step in pursuing you? God, I pray that no one feels guilt, shame, or condemnation, but freedom in you today. Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for those that say yes to you. God, when we ask you to come into our heart and into our life, you change us and you save us because you laid down our lives. So, God, when, when Father God looks at us, he no longer sees us. He sees your perfect Son in us. And so, God, forgive us of anything we've ever done, anything we're doing, and anything we will do. Meet us where we're at. Jesus, I invite you into my life. I surrender my life to you. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Can we give some God some praise if that was all right? Was that good? All right. Come on. This has been a podcast of The Bridge Church. Have a great week. Stop in Sunday sometime and visit. If you would like to give, you can do so online at sfbridge.org. Have a great week.